to the Black Girl in College podcast, where we are two black girls sharing our experiences of this bumpy journey called college. In doing so, we hope to create a comfortable and safe space for those who may relate to our experiences. We're your hosts, Kiki and Mo. And on this episode, Monifa will be sharing her college testimony. All right, Kiki, before we start, would you like to open with a prayer for me? Yes, those listening, please bow your head and close your eyes. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for blessing us with Monifa and her story and the life that you've given her. God, I pray that you use her story to glorify you and to bring guidance to others and bring them closer to you. And I pray that you give Monifa the courage to speak through her as she shares her testimony. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I love that. Give me a little boost of confidence right there. Yes. <laughs> so before I start, um, I just want to have a little disclaimer that this is uh, this, this testimony is to share my college experience and my college experience alone. Um, it shares the challenges I face and triumphs I experience. Um, this is specifically a college testimony, and I'm sharing my story and how I have overcome cycles of sin and struggle. Uh, to keep my privacy, there will be parts of my story left out or not explained in full detail. Um, with that being said, I personally don't mind being asked questions. You know, sometimes people just have a shared experience and just trying to understand how you got over or through, I should say through that struggle. So as long as it's just asked respectfully, um, after hearing this episode and my college testimony, I hope you feel strong in your own testimony and know that your testimony, too, can inspire others. Also want to provide a trigger warning because there will be mentions of unali- unaliving. So, yeah. Thank you for your disclaimer. So before we even get into your testimony, please tell us who Monifa was before God. So Monifa before God was, I definitely used a lot of profanity. Um, I was a people pleaser very quiet, um, unconfrontational, and that's still a struggle today. Um, And to highlight some good things, I was also a helper, a leader, and I know it's weird to, like, add those two, and it seems like Mm -hmm. it doesn't really flow with the others, but I made it work. You know, I made it flow, so. So, like, um, what did you think college was going to be like? Yeah, so if you guys don't know, I did graduate in the midst of COVID 2020. Mm-hmm. And um, the high school that I went to, you were able to take college classes for free. So, and those were Scott. So I just went directly there when we just had our break. So, mm-hmm. like, besides being in the midst of COVID and everything, I thought it was going to be fun, like eye opening experiences. Um, and it was. Just maybe not the experiences that I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought I was going to make friends because that was, I don't want to say, like, I was just popular or whatever, but that wasn't much of a struggle before. Right. Um, and I did think it was going to be quick. My experience at Scott was quick, and you and I still taking some time. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so I also just want to note that, like, depression has been, like, a very prevalent, like, thing in my life for a very, very long time. Um and it has, along with depression, has discouraged me in, like, my education. So, like, I've always known I wanted to go to college. I just wasn't always 100% confident. And that, like, through my testimony, it would be further explained. But not feeling so confident and then depression coming in, it doesn't, like, there's no motivation there mm-hmm. to, like, <clears throat> sorry, to help. So I just basically graduated 2020. So we're going straight to college without mm-hmm. any break. And um, because it was, you know, I'm not sure for you, but it was very like 
if you take a break, you're not going to go. You know yeah, what I mean? I like, don't take lot. no more than six months. Don't take no more than a year. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I'm taking it with a grain of salt, but I'm trusting these people because it's like, well, they have their degrees. They wouldn't like lead me wrong or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I'm glad that you said that because that was definitely floating mm-hmm. around a lot. Like, especially during the midst of COVID, it's like, do I really want to go to college right now? And it's just like hearing that from everybody. It's yes. like, you know, first of all, you're taught that, like, if you don't go to college, then you, you're not going to be that successful. Then second, like, mm-hmm. if you're hearing that you can't take a break, you just want to jump right into it. Yes. So now that we know who Monifa was before college a little bit, you know. Yeah, just a little let's bit. Let's talk about your first semester. So, yeah, so my first semester was at Scott in 2020. I literally, I didn't even, I don't think I started. I didn't have, like, a normal semester because that, I think it maybe was spring break in high school. And then the COVID mm-hmm. happened. Yeah. And they said, Okay, you'll come back the next week, two weeks. And it just, we just basically didn't go back to high school, but I still had college classes. College wasn't closed. So throughout that break and even the summer, I was still mm-hmm. basically doing school. So I had started prior to people like waiting until fall. Right. So during that time, I had not turned my life over to God yet. I, I knew who God was. Mm-hmm. I have a side of my family that were, are very much church goers, church people. Um, I knew what the Bible was. Right. I mean, like, when I would go to church with them, we used to have, um, what are they called, uh, church conferences. Mm-hmm. And I used to be, like, in the youth group. Girl, I used to know that Bible, like, the Bible stories from the front to the back. I could, right. Like, I knew it very well, but it was the way that it was taught to me and forced upon me, it pushed me back. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is where I am. Like, I haven't really stepped back and said, hey, God, you know, like, I'm ready. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... At the time, I was very excited. I was eager. I was still willing to learn because I love education, and I knew that I had to love it because in order to be a social worker, it do require degrees. So if I have to do something, I need to find, like, I need to get into it. I need to love it. But I will say I was very naive, and I I didn't know a lot, and um, I felt that as a freshman, they assumed that I did know a lot. Like, there wasn't, like, let me just tell you this just-in-case type of information. Mm -hmm. So that semester, like I mentioned before, I went straight to college, no break, especially in the midst of COVID. I definitely should have took a break, but I was just so eager to like, let me just continue going and everything and the advice that people were giving me. That was definitely my worst semester. Uh, I would count it as that. Um, I had an advisor who I never met because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So it was just like through emails. I don't even know what the, what Shorty looked like to this day. Right. Um, she had registered me for five classes. And most people like that's that's not a lot, but as a freshman, yeah. that's a bit of an overload. And depending on the credits, the more credits, the more it requires of work. Yeah. So um I had a specific class. It was a math course, and I hadn't took math like two years prior, because in my senior year um of high school, well more like late junior. The counselor that I had said, you know what, you don't really, because, like, you don't really need those classes. Mm-hmm. Just take these college courses. And math wasn't my strong suit. And I was advocating for myself, but it wasn't, like, listened to. So I, mm-hmm. I just had to, like, fall back on it, even though I felt like this is what I needed. So because I struggled in that math course, um, it, like, it affected all my other classes. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's one thing to struggle with something else, but then it was, like, uh, what do they call that? A domino effect yeah. on like everything else. And I was doing fine in those classes, but it was like I had to work ten times harder. And I mean, shout out! I wish I remember that professor's name, but shout out to him because he was very helpful and staying over time and like helping me out doing tutoring. It's just I just wasn't getting it. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And um, because of the difficulty of one class, I was beginning to feel like like depression coming on, which is like, for me, it's like cycles of unmotivation, laziness, like just feeling internally tired. And it was like, it was the class, but like, I know it also had to do with the fact that I did not take a break and I went straight to college right. in the midst of COVID. And it was also the fact of, okay, instead of like 25 students in the class, it's 10. Mm-hmm. We can't really talk. We can't really be social. So it's like I'm not really motivated to do school anyway, excuse me, right. even though I'm in like a school setting. So um, it was really just like my counselor had poor communication. I mean, like I had emailed her like prior to everybody knows like that withdrawal date where you got to take like a W and everything. Yeah. And I do want to say about that. I don't want to say it's OK to take a W, but it's not going to stop you. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Like, I only have one, and I'm I'm glad to only have one. But, like, don't let having a withdrawal on, like, your report, like, be a bad thing and, like, let it get mm. you down. Because I did. And as a freshman, I think, Yeah, because I know. feel like cause they, they make it seem more serious. Like, for people at Iowa State, like, we call it a drop. So, like, you mm-hmm. know, if you have the D on there. But um, they really make it seem like, you know, if this is they always say this is on your permanent record. Yes. When you say that, it's automatically like, dang, so this, like, affect my degree. Like, degree so. You told me the government see this? No, like, for real, like, what? it's on my permanent record. So it That's just, what it sounds like. It just makes it seem like, dang, like, I'm a failure because, dang, like, I'm supposed to be smart and doing this, but I'm mm-hmm. withdrawing from a class. So yes. but I see where that pressure's coming from. Mm-hmm. So it's just, um, like, so I withdrew from the class because her response was way after that date. So I wouldn't have really took a W or anything. I mm-hmm. just would have just basically been removed from the class. And my plan was to just take math courses um, to get up to that one so it wouldn't yeah. be such of a struggle. And that's exactly what I did. Um, and then not to just skim over my whole testimony, but when I got to you and I, I took a um, – it was a statistic course because that's mm-hmm. a struggle for me. And I passed that with an A. And I was – you know, okay. God had me because he was like, you know what, you're struggling, but we just going to – we're going to take these courses. It was just like three or four, and, it, you know, it just worked. But I withdrew from the class. I had to receive an F. I personally have never received an F before, so mm-hmm. that was like a struggle because that's also something I've talked to you before. I feel like like I was stuck in the cycle of being a perfectionist. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, if you – a perfectionist, an F is not where it's at. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I've never had an F in my life before. Like I said, I started to do poorly in my other classes when I was doing very well, showing up and everything. Um, and I'm be honest, cause I like I like staying transparent. That was the lowest, <clears throat> excuse me. That was the lowest. My um, <clears throat> sorry, that was the lowest like my GPA ever was. I'm talking about one point. That thing said one point zero seven. Mm. And I, I there was days like for days I cried cause I was like. How am I supposed to get this up? And like you said, mm-hmm. with the whole withdrawal, they make it seem like that is so permanent. And, like, it only took me the next semester, and I got that back up to a 3.5 where I was before. Yeah. But it was just, like, the way that they go about it makes it seem like you're just stuck. And, like, yeah. it's going to take your whole college career to get that GPA back up because it's, like, I'm in a social work major, but you have to declare social work, so you have to apply. So it has mm-hmm. to be at a certain GPA. And I was thinking about that, like, it's going to take me – that means I have to have more years in school to get that GPA up. Mm-hmm. But um, during that time, I just felt, like, really broken. And I felt broken to, broken before in, like, the depression and everything. And um, I remember I was in my car, and I was, like, just outside of the building. And I was, like, I'll call my mom because I was just, like, 
I guess that day it just felt so overwhelming. Yeah. And I was just talking to her. And I've had these conversations with my mom before. So I it, I guess it never, I guess I won't say it didn't freak her out, but like she's had these conversations with me before. Um so she knows how to navigate it. But I did talk about just how I was so over things and how I wanted to like unalive myself and like I've never I guess you can say actually ever wanted to go through with it. It was just more of a a thought. Even mm-hmm. unfortunately, I, sh- I I pray I'm like glad that I don't think like that no more because it is very unhealthy and it wasn't a healthy place for me to be in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but it was just it was just different though because like like I've said I felt broken before, but this type of brokenness though, I was like there's only one person, like one person that can get me out of this. Mm-hmm. Like and it was like I didn't want to feel like that no more because there's times. I guess I want to say in all my other times of depressive episodes, I like feeling like that. Like, because yeah. I can be lazy, unmotivated. I don't have to worry about my priorities and be responsible. And I just, like, completely surrendered. Mm-hmm. It was it was that semester. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it was hard. I mean, like, I was kind of stuttering to say it out loud because it was like, it's not something you say and you turn back from. Right. So it was it was just, like, it was different for me. And I felt, like, I really felt God, like, there differently in the way that I felt when I was younger and the way that I'm told I'm supposed to feel. Like, I actually felt like I had a connection. I felt like he was in that seat. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, finally. You know what I mean? Because it was a finally moment for me, too. Like, yeah. like, yes, everything is tough, but it's like, you've never had to do this on your own, and I'm glad that you're seeing it type. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just, I just surrendered. And it's, I mean, it's still a struggle, but that was, that was my first semester at Scott. Um, I don't mean to get in too deep, but I couldn't lie about it. Like, that was like my worst semester. As you should. Um, And that's like, this is the point of also telling this ceremony, like mm -hmm. our ceremony, testimony. Uh Um, You know, you just got to be honest about it. And thank you for sharing. Like, you know, that was a lot to say out loud and on camera and a Mm -hmm. mic. So I really appreciate that. I think it could be helpful to a lot of people out there. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate that. So, like, it gets better. I want people to listen to know it ain't, it it ain't going to be that bad, you know. But it was um, very tough, very, like, like at the bottom, and all you could really do was go was up. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, the semester, I mean, it still continued. Um, I was still struggling, but it was like, because I surrendered to God, it wasn't as bad. Like, I was more dependent on him than I was before not fully because I can't lie mm-hmm. but I was just more dependent because like I like I got God now it's not just me doing this by myself and um yeah like I actually finally had a support system mm-hmm. so so finally we get to my second semester all right second semester um before we even get into there you know just give you a little breather and all that mm-hmm. uh, we went through a lot of heaviness in the first semester so at this point I'm sure that you know change mindset so what was your like um Mindset is kind of going into the second semester. Like, what did you just, like, know I want to do this differently? Because, mm-hmm. you know, there's that winter break transition period where yes. you, like, sit, reflect, and think. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I wanted to continue my relationship with God because, like, the way that I felt when I surrendered, I wanted to continue to feel that way. Like, I completely mm-hmm. felt, like, weightless. Like, cause, and it made, me, it made me realize how much I was holding in and how much I was just trying to be like, oh, I'm independent so strong, which I am, but, like, 
it's all glory to God, though. Like, I'm yeah. not that way without him. So I just knew that I wanted to keep that feeling, and I was just asking God, like, what do I have to do? Um, I was definitely trying to figure out a way to come back in this semester, like, better than ever. Like, I didn't want to be, like, so down in the dumps, like, missing, well, I don't want to say missing, skipping class because of mm-hmm. depression, not really eating. I mean, like, not really showering, not really being social, like, like. And I'll speak for myself, me personally, my depressive mm-hmm. episodes are very, very bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just knew I didn't want those type of feelings. And God just really showed me, um, like, what would happen and how, like, I wouldn't feel that way no more. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, well, let's get into the second semester. So where is your relationship with God now at this point? Mm-hmm. So I'm be honest. Like I said, I like being transparent. Uh, we all have to go through that lukewarm phase. Mm-hmm, and um, so I was very much there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my biggest goal, I would say at the time, was just not to use profanity mm-hmm. um, because there is power in the tongue. There is right. life and death. And um, you shouldn't curse God's name. You like you like you, you know, you should use your words in intelligent ways and helpful ways. And I was just like. No matter how I say something, if I curse, it's like, that's, I feel, because to me personally, now that I don't at all, that's what I focus on when people do. So that's what I felt like when I'm cursing, it's just making me seem like a worse person or it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, my character can't really be seen for who I am because of it. And I really didn't like it. My parents didn't like it. And I like, because of that transition with God, it was like, let me start respecting what my parents are saying. Mm-hmm. Like, they took responsibility of, like, why their children do because of, like, learning it from them. But at the same time, it was like, I still have a choice in doing it or not. So that was one of my goals. Um, I was obviously in this lukewarm phase. I'm still living in the world, but, you know, you're claiming God and you're trying to find, like, it's uh, it's like a, I don't want to say a balance because you got to choose. It's right, not black really and white. <laughs> it is no balance. I'm I'm sorry. There's no balance in it. So I had to really right. choose. But that, that's why I say it's the lukewarm phase because you're struggling because like life still seems so like pleasing. Yeah. And like you're not sure what this God quote unquote stuff is like. You know what right. I mean? Like, and can I really make it through this? Um, still didn't really touch my Bible. She was there. I remember mm-hmm. buying her from um Barnes and Noble. I loved yeah. it. Um, you know, like I know Genesis front and back because I mean, I think everybody knows Genesis, right? So, like, that's about <laughs> it. But I still hadn't really touched my Bible. Um, I will say I definitely prayed all the time, even prior to surrendering my life to God because it just prayer was something I was always brought up on, yeah. like, just like, just like simple things. It could be two sentences, you know, just praying day and night for people or just simple things that you're struggling with. But it's like at the same time, I learned that you just can't pray to God when things are bad. They have you got to be good, too. You know what I mean? Like give him praise. And to go along with that, I didn't really spend much time with God outside of prayer. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, that's my relationship with him at, at, at that moment. Okay, so what goals did you have for this semester? Um, my number one goal was not to be depressed again. Um, like I mentioned before, speaking for myself, my depressive episodes are very bad and looking back on them, I don't even understand how I enjoyed those moments. But Mm -hmm. like I said, I was very much of the world, so it felt pleasing to the flesh. Um, outside of that, that was like the only goal that I had. And like I mentioned before, God definitely showed me that semester how that would not happen again, at least not for that semester, because there are cycles and struggles. And, you know, like I said, yeah. cycles of sin that I struggled with. Um, 
but he has shown me like this semester this is why you will not be depressed and I have joined trio and if you've mm-hmm. heard through previous podcasts like I love trio like they're right. very supportive um they had like I don't know it was just like it was like a family oriented and I didn't really have support when I went to Scott although it's it's a it's a community college and it's smaller. Yeah. I didn't really have much support. Like I was, I was really going to my classes, maybe stopping in the library, and then I was dipping. Mm-hmm. And like I personally don't feel like that's what anybody's college experience should be. Like chill on campus for a little while, like meet people, be social. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what it was. I just really loved Trio because they were very helpful. Like I was still like throughout this, I was still like not wanting to continue school. Um, you, my sister can tell you. There's plenty of times I told her like. I'm really finna drop out because it yeah. was just like a struggle. Like, I mean, I'm, if you feel like that once a semester, that's okay because hey, it's college, a struggle. College is no joke though. You that's know. one of the things. Like, I feel like they don't even talk about like, mm-hmm. um, like you knew me in high school. You know, I had my my four I was scholarly. Right. Came to college, I'm like, bro, I can't even do this. No. So when you see people get that college degree, like, don't make no, it seem like every, it was everybody nothing. do it. It's really not for everybody. No. I was it's, just it's about to say. It's not. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say it. And it's I know not it's controversial. Everybody. It's not for everybody. It's, it mm-hmm. takes a, a driven mindset. No, so. for real. And then that's so crazy. I love that you said that because before in high school, I was like, no, college can be for everybody. You just got to find your path. No. Yeah, no. Nah. College is not, not for it, everybody. Sure. And, and like, that's okay because God has another path. Like, there's plenty of people who are very mm-hmm. successful in what they think success is. Right. And they're doing well and they didn't go to college. But I knew for me, God said, you're going to have to go to college. Like, mm-hmm. there's no other way around it. So, um, Besides trio, like, during that, before all the next semester, I had just, like, completely, like, well, during the second semester, I just, like, completely turned my perspective around. And mm-hmm. that's what it really had to be because, like, um, I had recently just talked about this with somebody, but, like, we always talk about negative talk to others, but we never, like, talk about negative self-talk. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many things that I say to myself, even over the simple things, like, if I stub myself, I'm like, you're so stupid. Mm-hmm. And, like, the more you say that, the more, like, you really say it more and more and you believe it, even in yeah. those simplest things. And, like, I'm not stupid, you know, and I know that, but I, so I shouldn't say it to myself. So, right. like, with I just have to completely turn my perspective around about the situation, not saying that I can't do it, like, saying that it's a struggle, but I can make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like I said, they make it seem like your GPA can't come back up. I got it up to a 3.3. Right, in one semester? Come on. One, come on. One semester, y'all. Come on. And I'm not I'm not gonna say it wasn't um it was very hard, but it was that support not only it was that support that God was giving me through so many other things that mm-hmm. I didn't have before. Cause like I said before the first, the previous semester I was a very naive freshman. Like yeah. and they weren't telling me things that they they just thought I knew. Like, you know, the oh, let me tell you this just in case type information. Mm-hmm. Um with Trio, I received, like, one-on-one support consistently. I did. I could walk into my advisor's office. There was, like, a place set for us, like right. a, um, a room and everything. And it was very big. I mean, they supported by giving supplies, like, books, funding. It was just a lot. And it was, like, because although I wasn't a student who struggled financially because I did my part when it came to, like, finances and stuff, and I was able mm-hmm. to get a lot, which I appreciate, there are students who do, and they were very supportive in that. Right. Um, I got a car because I got and a car this semester <laughs> because I was really riding around in my mama and my sister car, and I appreciate them for that because, like, the family that I have, we always hold each other down. If I got it, you got it. Right. And, you know, if when I got it, you got it, and that's just period. So it was, it was nice to them, but at the same time, I just felt like I was taken away from, like, 
I was on their time and I was holding them up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a stressor because, like, I didn't know how I was going to get back to school. And I didn't. I don't want people to, like, redesign or switch out their day for me. You know right. what I mean? Like, not like, I mean, I'm a freshman. I think I, sh- I should have been 19 about this time, yeah, maybe. Yeah, probably. So, so 18, almost turned 19. So it was like, I'm not, excuse me, like a full adult, but I was like, I got to start adulting. So if I got right, to like the bus bit. or whatever the case may be, that's what we just going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the semester that I became a mentor in uh, the Gear Up Mentor Program. Um, and that was just like me taking like, Students kind of like under my wing, like really having a roster of students you check in on. And it was a lot of work, but I really needed it because it reminded me of what I needed. And Mm -hmm. that's how it motivated me to give them what they needed. You know what I mean? Because I was like, this is what I was going without. And this is what seemed to be helpful for them. I mean, like you say you need to tour the building for the fifth time. Don't be like, I'm not bothered. Like, I'm trying to help you. Like, I mm -hmm. want you to be successful because, like, I know there's people who wanted me to be successful and they went out of their way for me. Mm hmm. So, and just throughout that semester, I just made, like, meaningful connections, like, networking. Like, there's people to this day that I still talk to. They check in on me. Um, They don't mind being a reference for a job or anything like that, which is very helpful. So, like, that semester was definitely, like, a 180 for me. and Which is good. You know, know, God, he did what he did. Right. And it was just, like, I just want a nice little scripture, Matthew 6, 27. Um, Can any one of you, by worrying at a single hour to your life. And I just want to quote that because like depression added no time to my life. Anything mm-hmm. it took it away. It took it away. It took it away. And and time is always spent. Like even if I'm doing something good, it's spent, but is it well spent? And that's just really like that scripture really helped me through that semester cuz it's like depression taking time from my life and it's also taking time for me spending it well. And like the way that God is helping me, I'm able to also be that blessing for others. So that yeah. semester was definitely like a 180 for me. But, you know, that's good. Yeah. Love to hear that. Um, and even though, like, I know you say you're in your lukewarm phase, like, just for people listening, it's like, you know, when you really choose God, even if you're in that lukewarm phase, it's like he's still going to mm-hmm. be faithful and remain patient because, like, he knows the end goal. You know, he sees more than what you see. So, mm-hmm. like, it's just good that he did that 180. Like, at right. the time, it's like, you know, you were lukewarm, but he was still looking out for you. Mm-hmm. And I just want to go along with that. Unfortunately, that lukewarm phase has to happen. You it's a canon event. It. It's a canon event. It has sir. to happen. Mm-hmm. That phase will happen, and then that isolation period should become a real next. Yep, it'll become And I, I will talk about that as well, but I just mm-hmm. want people to know, like, don't be ashamed about yeah. that lukewarm phase. Because if you were of the world, it's like quitting an addiction it's very difficult Mm -hmm. to separate yourself from and especially separating yourself from that you're always around I'm always in the world so I I have to continue to think of above like that's difficult and he understands that right especially like just think of it as like a lifelong thing too like even Mm -hmm. though you say you have family members in the church from birth you just you know you knew worldly stuff and now you're 19 years old and you're supposed to just change like that like you know it takes time it's a process Mm -hmm. so so, yeah, thank you for sharing that first year. You know, it was a lot that happened, but, you mm-hmm. know, it was a lot of good. And, you know, God did what he did. So we're just yeah. going to move into, like, the second semester and just, you know, like, what were your goals? And just, like, kind of just what was the turnaround? What was the differences? Mm-hmm. What happened second school year? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the the third and fourth semester of the second school year, I was still at Scott. So this is, like, 2021, 2022, because mm. I only spent two years at Scott. Yeah. Um, and I got my associates, and then I transferred to um, UNI. So this was just, like, short and simple not saying I don't remember it but it went by so fast because it was it was better like I was my GPA was still up it's now at a 3.5 period um I'm 
you know, trying to tap more into God, just simply trying to listen to gospel music. And it was hard because it's like, well, this is not what I normally listen to. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to read past Genesis because even though that's all I know, I need to know more because if I if right. I know of his word, I can hear of him more. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just really what was happening at that point. I do want to mention that one thing that I've always done throughout my life was journal. Like, I got a box full of journals. I'll be looking mm-hmm. back like, <laughs> I was like, girl, you was it going through it. You said it was rough back yeah. in like in 2010 like what was happening no, but, for real. no just like i mean I, I bet you got a couple of journals like i do i started in 2019 though so mine don't go too far back but it was ghetto. Yeah. like why was why was why are you in here acting like that like no, for real like what was you going through and not trying to discredit like, yourself no, yeah, not you know discredit what I mean? myself but it's like what like, ooh and then it was like the language the like, writing why are you cussing and no for writing that's so cringy <laughs> like there's so many things mm-hmm. i don't do anymore when i journal uh i'm gonna get back to testimony but it's just like for me personally when I, cause journaling, like you let it go, like you, you put it on paper. But before I used to put people's name, and it's just like I'm not trying to write them out my story, but they're not my stuff. They're not a part of my story. Right. Like you're not. They don't need the that main much credit. Care. You know what I mean? So like when I look back on that, I'm like I know what was happening at this moment. Mm-hmm. Now, still, so I don't need to write their name. But there's a lot of things that I've transitioned in my journaling. But um, just in that second year, I was still in trio. They were still being supportive. I was um, going on college tours. Like I said, it was Mm -hmm. a big struggle of me wanting to continue education. At this point, I was like very, like I was like, okay, we can do it. But the struggle was where can we go? And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie, my first choice was the HBCU. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, just coming from high school and the place that we lived. Right. And then going to Scott. Scott was way more diverse, but at the same time, I was just, it was what people were talking about HBCUs, and I did, um, visit one oh harris stowe mm-hmm. it was very welcoming very nice it just i mean of course things just don't fit right um but it was just i just really wanted to have that experience and i really wanted um to avoid struggles that i'm having now at a pwi because it's like i know it's weird to say but i wanted to be a student not a black student you know mm-hmm. like i mean Definitely. please notice that i'm black but like don't like notice the it. black student. That's what I'm That's saying. Your, Don't notice it identity. for me to be your diversity. Don't mm-hmm. notice it for you to put me on the pamphlet to make it seem like your school is diverse. Like, don't mm-hmm. notice it in a bad way. Like, please recognize I'm black because that's important right. because you're not colorblind. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, I just wanted to be a student. Like, I wanted to feel normal like everybody else. So that's personally why I wanted an HBCU. Um, and then honestly, like I said, I was still struggling. So during that summer before uh, transferring, I just like, consistently talked and just asked God to like restart my connection to get through like Mm -hmm. education because it's like it's something that I needed to have and although I was still I was doing better with not being such of a perfectionist it was Mm -hmm. still like I don't want to give subpar work like I want like if I reflect on my college years I'm gonna be like okay you were still struggling but you were doing your best though I don't want to be like you know like somebody I wasn't you know what I mean so that was just really what was happening um the summer it was summer 22 because yeah it's 23 so summer 22 was before transfer so it was like that fall semester that's about to come up oh, yeah, right. um so um what did you expect before like coming to mm-hmm. you and I or what did you expect of you and I yeah so I just um like I mentioned before I still wasn't sure about continuing college um, I was, I'm going to say I was trying to trust God cause like mm-hmm. I'm still getting to know God. Like, and 
I'm be honest, I was very much on fire for God because I'm like, okay, he really got me through that last year, mm-hmm. that semester after a one point zero something GPA, like. God gone God, and he's showing me every time. And that's why I say I was trying to trust. I ain't going to say I fully was, but I was trying to because mm-hmm. even though God doesn't have to, He proved, he's proven his, himself time and time again. Right. And I'm like, he's proven himself, so let me at least try. Um, I was hoping that college didn't, like, pull me away from God, especially, like, um, you and I is, like, farther from my family. And my family mm-hmm. is a big support system, like, I mentioned before, my love language is quality time. I love spending mm-hmm. time with my family, even, like, the the simplest thing. Like, you want to go for a walk? We going for a walk. Like, I just, right. like, you know, recharging my – my family recharges me when I feel drained. So I was just making sure, like, along with, like, feeling homesick, that the school just didn't pull me away from God, if anything, closer. Um, I did expect to join a Bible study because I'm not sure if all schools have, like, this. I, I hope so. But the way you and I was set up on – line they have it to where it you can kind of fill out um like this survey and it, it gives you like all the organizations that best fit for what you said or whatever you clicked mm-hmm. and um a bible study group was one that popped up and I was very glad for that because I was like I can't just expect to have a close relationship God I have to put in the work right so that's what I was expecting to do and then the number one thing I definitely expected I was just wanting a normal college experience. Like I yes. said before, I, I was hoping for HBCU so I wouldn't feel like a black student, just a student. So I was like, let me please have a normal college experience. Right. And I will definitely get into why I can't have a normal college experience. Mm-hmm. All right, well, <laughs> let's get into, um, well, first your goals for the semester mm-hmm. and then we can, we can start. Yeah. Hopping into your first semester, you and I. Yes. So the I had two goals, which um, which was part of my one was a part of my expectation of joining a Bible study, which definitely happened. It was completed. I definitely Yay. did that um that semester, and it was so fun. The people were very welcoming, and then it was to I guess to become a social butterfly again. That's it's what not COVID hard. gonna do. It's gonna come on, girl. And it's like, you know, it's like I'm a bit of a little bro- both introverted, extroverted, extroverted. Mm-hmm. And it was just like COVID like really snatched that away. Like I only had yeah. to be one. And it's like, like I said, I'm a little bit of both because I can do one for a little bit and go back to the other. Mm-hmm. And it was just like I wasn't able to be as social as I would have liked. So I was just hoping to be a social butterfly like I was again, especially like a university is a much bigger campus. So I was like, oh, this should be right. easy. It's more people. We should all be, like, welcoming each other. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. saying we got to be friends in a week, but, like, just speak. You know what I mean? Like, it should just feel like a welcoming campus. Like, all of us want to be here. Right. We all here for the same end goal to get that degree ended. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so, so what did you really get first semester? Let's yes, start with first semester at you. Let's like. start with that. So the first semester, it's, it's not the first semester. It's really that second semester, and I'll explain why. Okay. But the first semester, I will definitely start off with that I was excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, my heart was definitely still on fire for God because, like I said, I made sure I joined that Bible study. Like, I, I also wanted to show God that, like, I know I surrendered my life to you. I've been in this lukewarm phrase, and it's been a struggle for me. But, like, I'm I'm also putting in the work, too. Because God has always put in the work. He always put in the work. Mm-hmm. And he was just really waiting for me to also show the same dedication. Yeah. Um. I was eager. And I'll mention again, and it's so crazy because this is basically, like, my freshman, junior year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I was naive like I was at Scott for mm-hmm. different reasons. Mm-hmm. You know. Touch on it. <laughs> you Go know, ahead. for different reasons. So, like I said, I was on fire for the Lord. 
I was, this is when, like, the Bible reading really got into it. I, like, and especially mm-hmm. over that summer, it really, like, boosted it because I was like, um, I need to understand these words. I'm not ashamed to look it up or anything like that. That was a struggle for me. Right. So, like, I'm just reading my Bible. I'm taking notes. I'm summarized and trying to apply it to my life. Um I'm attending the Bible studies, and it was very nice because it was on my same floor. So just a couple doors down, they were very welcoming. Um, I put Bible scriptures around my room. Like, I printed it out, framed them because I'm like, I want God to know he is welcome in here. Like, I'm here because of him because I was struggling, like, Mm -hmm. very bad. Um, Still trying to listen to gospel music, making sure that's, like, a part of my day. I was watching sermons on YouTube, which I thank you for, for putting me on because Mm -hmm. I had yet to found a church. So it was Mm -hmm. just like... You know, I just don't want to, like, I mean, I believe you can have church anywhere, but at the same time, like, there's people out there who are really praising the Lord and they have good messages. Like, right. you know, let yeah, me hear is. them. So, like, you really put me on. I was really watching them, so I appreciate that. Um, So, like I said, I was really struggling with continuing education, and, like, the best thing that happened that semester, it's kind of a little bit before, like, you can come early, but it's called Jumpstart. Yeah. And it's basically geared towards, like, students with... um financial insecurities, um, and then, like, black and brown students. Because I know you talked about your population when it comes to black and brown at school. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think ours touched that thousand. Okay. I don't even think it touches, like, oh, a thousand. Mm. So it was, just, it was just nice to, like, have us all together before we, like, barely see each other. And, like, yeah. our mentors, they touched up on that, too, because they were also – jumpstart like members once upon a time before they were leaders and the activities they had excuse me were like they were good because they were geared towards us Mm -hmm. i don't know the specific name but i think most people did the activity oh it's like you're like a privilege walk or something i don't know if you've ever done that before but it's like you say certain statements and either they tell you to step forward because it's a privilege or step back because it's like a disadvantage. It, it's a disadvantage. Yeah. So it was stuff like that that was geared towards us that really, like, it wasn't like, oh, let's play tic-tac-toe. It was like, no, we want to let y'all know what's really happening. Yeah. Make y'all feel comfortable here. Like, look around because these are people you're going to need to see because these this is all we got here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that was very helpful. And I, I met the group that I, the group that I had. I still um, reach, out, reach out to those people every now and then. When I see them, I speak. Like, they were very cool people, mm-hmm. very welcoming. So I really appreciate them because, like, they did more for me then they know of, like, making me feel welcome and actually wanting to be at UNR. Um, throughout that, I just got to know the campus. And I just, I felt welcomed. But that was probably during just Jumpstart. So, yeah. like I said, like, it's that second semester that kick in. Because, like, throughout that first semester, I realized I just really had, like, a mask over my eyes mm-hmm. from, like, seeing the truth. That's why I said I was, like, so naive. Because I'm, like, it's, like, right, like, the Holy Spirit, like, it's in your face. Yeah. And you just coming in so eager, like, girl. Relax. Chill. No, for real, like, see, chill. Because it, it's, it's not what you think it is, because I'm going to pull it back and show right. you what's really sub. And the Holy Spirit did. Okay. The Holy Spirit did pull that wool back. It did. So it was the second semester, and that's the spring. So there was obviously a winter break. And I think, I'm going to be honest, I think the most best thing out of that whole semester was that I finally had made my first prayer board. And I've, like, never done that before. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, I ain't going to lie. It was very, like, maybe, like, the algorithm on TikTok was the reason why I kept seeing it. Or yeah. God be God and he let me know. Let's go ahead and do it. So it was just, like, I was getting a lot of inspiration. And I had finally made one because I was, like, I still have my scriptures. But I was, like, what else? Like, I have prayers and stuff. And I have, 
like requests and all this type of stuff. And I also like on mine, I put like um like a that semester type playlist that I need like songs I needed to keep me pumped and on fire for the Lord. So it was just like that was like the best thing that came out of that semester. Right. But like I said, that mask definitely got pulled off and it was during that isolation period. Like right. I said, that lukewarm come and that and isolation is it, gonna come to that next. Second semester. Let's get into it. Come on <laughs> that now. That isolation she came and she had me in a chokehold. It said and it was I must say it was it's the isolation period is tough in general. It is. But for me it was tough because God is showing you the things you can't you can't do no more, you can't take part of anymore because you feel convicted. It's not you anymore. Don't make it you. And because it might it might just make a wrong turn anyway. You're trying to make something that's not you you and it just makes mm-hmm. a wrong turn. But what also made it like even more difficult for me is like isolation means withdrawal. Yeah. And that's what depression is like. And so like depression is a, a cycle of sin that I've struggled with. So it was very hard to separate the two because it's like, okay, God's speaking to me, but it's like I'm in my room. It's a little dark. It's mm-hmm. starting to have those type of triggering effects to, like, welcome that depression back on. And, like, instead of me reading my Bible, how most people like, you should pull God closer, I was reading it less. Mm-hmm. Um, that semester I had I got a job off campus and the time didn't work with the Bible study, which was okay. So I was, like, prior to that winter break, I was, like, let me make my own Bible study. So I had printed yeah. one out. I was, like, okay, so, like, I'm preparing myself. But when it came time to do it, after a while, during the isolation, it became less and less, and I started to lack. And I just simply just stopped after a while. And the only thing that I was consistently doing was just journaling. And, like, I mean, of course, writing, it was a very dark period for me. So it wasn't, like, it wasn't good writing. You know, I mean, God knows the experience that we've had and the questions that I have for him. But it was just, like, I just started to discover things and have, like, eye-opening experience. Like, for one I learned that I cannot be friends with everyone. Mm. And it's like, it's, and it, it was difficult because I, and it's not, when I say this, it's not no cockiness or anything. It's just straight confidence in the person that I know that God has made me. I am a very like person because of my personality. Mm. And um, it was like, because of that, I was just like, it, like, it shouldn't be hard for me to make friends, but it's like, it's not hard. But what they do, like I said, the isolation period, he convicts you of what you can't do no more. Mm-hmm. I can't hang with those people. Like, right. you know, like, okay, I don't do it, but now it's like, just, you know, you don't do it, so don't be around it type. And it's like, right. the conversations that were being had, I'm not saying I'm more mature than that, but it was like, I couldn't add to it because those are issues that I just couldn't relate to or mm-hmm. I just saw a pass. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want to say, like, I felt like people were immature or not mature enough for me, but we weren't having equally yoked conversations. Yeah. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't given what it had to give at all. Also realized living a Christ like life till this day is still very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. Like every day you gotta pick up that cross because Jesus did it. And it's hard. It's mm-hmm. it's very hard. You know, you may not pick up that cross or you pick it up and walk a mile. But you know, like it's very hard to attempt to pick up that cross. And I realized that I had to, like, fix my sins. Like, I guess I won't say fix it, but I guess rewriting my wrongs. Like, because like I said, it was just a period of conviction, letting you know what you can't do anymore. Because if God's letting you know, you can't keep doing it. Because, like, at this point, you just disrespect him. Yeah. Like, you just, 
like ignorantly ignoring God and he's like trying to let you know because I mean he wants you to come home after all is said and done so like he's really just trying to help me be a better person and avoid being around certain people and certain things because then like now I got a whole another cycle of sin that I'm going through or struggles Mm -hmm. and he's just really trying to help me with that um I was starting to have difficulty with professors and classes I wasn't really relating to other students and I was really trying to make it seem like like I was trying to change my perspective because I don't want non-black people to think it's like it's because you're white I don't like thinking like that because I know non-black people think like that about black people right and I don't want to think about that like towards them but after a while I was like I I can't lie Mm -hmm. it's like the conversation that were being had we just simply just couldn't connect on anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just it just wasn't happening. Have I met some cool ones? Yes, and they're really close friends to this day. But for the most part, it just wasn't my cup of tea. And it was that, that was, like, difficult to accept because I'm like, you're a black girl in a PWI. Like, those are mostly going to be your friends anyway. And it just wasn't really happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so with the classes and being, like, the only, like, either black person or, like, black girl in general is difficult. Because yeah. it's, like, you have topics, <clears throat> excuse me, but it's, like, it's like you don't always need to hear what I got to say. Or I don't have anything to say. Like, mm-hmm. there's not, like, a certain perspective that I can give for you on a black woman right now. You know, or it's, like, I get those stares of, like, well, we waiting for her to say something. Mm-hmm. You're not waiting for me. I don't have anything to say. Yep, it's always, it's always our duty to... Like, we have to be the representation yes. for everybody. And it's tiring. It is. Very Especially tiring. at a PWI, it's just like it's almost a everyday thing. It's not a first semester thing, second semester thing. It's a your whole college journey. You have to deal with it. Yes. And it's definitely tough. And, you know, having that mask rift off and, you know, that eye-opening experience, is like, you know, that's when it's set in. Like, mm-hmm. this is really what they're going to expect from me, you know. Right. Yeah. And just during, like, just the combination of all that, I was just starting to, like, feel alone. And that was starting to trigger my depression because it's, I, what triggers it is pressure. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's not peer pressure, but I guess I should explain it in the way of, like, so many things that I have to do or so many things that are happening that are out of my control. The flesh just literally just, I just wanted to withdraw and, like, ignore it all. Mm-hmm. And, like, the problem with that is, and I've learned, like, Yes, you go into your depressive episode, but the problem is still there when you come out, like, regardless. So that was just a struggle for me. And because of that, also the best thing that happened that semester, along with the prayer board, was that I did go to therapy. Like, I use our therapy services on campus. And, I I mean, we only had, um, I'm not sure what the semester is looking like or what this year is looking like at UNI, but we only had one black um, counselor that was a woman and that was very inspirational to me because I also want to be a therapist myself mm-hmm. and it was just like I specifically chose her because it's like how do I talk to a white counselor about white people and it not be biased information or right. advice and you know she also explained that herself like she understood why because everybody has biases I have biases you have biases like we all have biases mm-hmm. and it's even in a professional setting it's very hard because it's like something catch you off guard and you immediately want to attack you yeah. know and I just wanted to avoid all that avoid having to code switch or explain what I'm saying and forget what I'm trying to get help with you know what I mean mm-hmm. um so she was very good help like it felt just like being like 
with my own people, and she was very understanding. And what I realized, like, throughout that whole semester, what was a struggle and why, like, that mask was just taken off. And something that I learned that I, like, didn't even know is that it's called race-based stress, Mm -hmm. and it's, like, stress due to race, like, being in a predominant space that's not reflective of you. And mm-hmm. that's, like, a difficulty that I was dealing with. Because I swear, universities love to talk about being homesick. PWI, I need to talk about that. Because, like, yeah. I bet you there's more students dealing with that than they know, and they don't know what to call it. And that's mm-hmm. what I was really struggling with. Like, And it didn't make it no better. I was having difficulty with a white professor. Mm. And it was just, like, <laughs> it was just the things that I was going through. And it was, like, if only... Like, these students are asking so much of me, but if only you knew, like, you're the reason why I'm, like, in therapy. Right. Like, you're making me struggle. Like, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm not them. I'm not their bodies. But I don't feel like I come into a space and make them, like, scared or a coward or something like that. Like, when I go into a space, it's like checking for the exit. I'm checking for who else in here that looks like me. Right. And I really shouldn't have to do that. Like, because, like we mentioned before in previous episodes, like, all skin folk and kin folk, but right. still, I'm still looking for me in this right. room, and that's what I was experiencing. Is like at a PWI, this is what I'm going to experience. So the end goal of therapy was really just like it was like a couple of sessions of just trying to figure out. I'm going to stay at the PWI. I got one more year. How can I deal with this stress? Because mm-hmm. like I, I mean, I'm I'm not a quitter. I don't like quitting. But it was like, how can I deal with this? Because I just got one more year and then I'm out. You know, type of stuff. Right. So. That's just really what I was dealing with, and I was just starting to realize that my flesh wanted me to become depressed, but my spirit wanted me to seek God and for understanding, like, the like the isolation has a purpose. The depression did mm-hmm. not, and I wasn't, like, necessarily, it was, like I said, it was hard to separate the two because isolation is a withdrawal, and so is depression, mm-hmm. and it was hard to keep the two separated, and um, Galatians five sixteen through 17 says, so I... So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. And that was really what I was experiencing, because, like, I was just stuck. Like, it was like, I didn't want to be depressed, but it was like, like I said, I'm still learning God. And it was like, God doesn't reveal to you everything. So it's hard to, like, because you're literally walking by faith not by sight. So it was like, I know what depression is. I, I know what's going to happen over there. But, like, God, you saying take your hand and do what? Mm-hmm. Like, just walk? Like, is there thorns? You know what I mean? Like, what's in the way? And that was just a difficulty for me. And I just had to, like, separate the two. And, I mean, I, um, I obviously got through it, and I'm, I'm blessed to have gotten through it because it was a struggle, and I really felt like depression was, like, trying to grab me in again. And yeah. it does seem pleasing, but it does no good. Like, it's not time well spent. Right. You know what I mean? So that semester, it just showed me a lot, and it made me, like, now I'm more of, like, not naive, but just trying to see things for what they are or right. letting or giving time so it can show their true colors. So that's that's really what that, that uh, semester was like. Yeah, so that was your last school semester. Um before like the last finished school semester mm-hmm. and it was just like you know it's a lot of to unpack and I want to say again thank you for sharing because I, I didn't know that. like sharing your t- testimony um putting your story out there and being vulnerable it actually takes a lot of strength and there's a lot of things that led us up to this moment it wasn't just the oh let's share our testimony like no, we had to 
um, first gain confidence in ourselves, confidence in God, and like just be um, more more sure of who we are to get to this point. So thank mm-hmm. you for sharing because of that. But, I appreciate that. You know, he's he's working even if we don't see it. That's really what like I got from you sharing your testimony, and I know other people will get other messages um, from that, but. Mm-hmm. I guess just wanting to know, like, where's your relationship with God right now? So, yeah, that was, like, um, those four, those last two semesters was my first year at UNI, and I mm-hmm. still have one more year, which is this year. Yeah. I am a senior, and yeah. I am. I'm she so blessed to really make it this out. far. Because, like, it's it's nice to, it's, like, nice to get through school, but, like, like knowing my own testimony and knowing what I've been through, it's, like, I really did not see myself getting this far. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, if I didn't continue school, that would have been a struggle in itself. So I'm glad that... God was, like, patient with me because I know I'm difficult, so I don't even know how I could walk with myself yeah. to, like, handle this. But he, he, he said, was patient. He, he, he said, you light work, you know? Like, he was definitely he patient with me, more patient than I was with myself. So mm-hmm. currently, I think, I forget that, I know my relationship with God is the best that it's ever been. Period. It's because I have a relationship with him. That is the most important thing for me is having a relationship with God so I can hear his voice when he tells me this place is not for you don't go into this place I'm not you know when he says I don't feel welcome here I need to turn around like I need to hear his voice at all times so I know how to navigate my life because I truly live for God Mm -hmm. like that's that's just it in general so at this point I'm really I'm really reading my Bible daily over the summer I had a Bible study plan we got it through we got it done period. I was reading through like Matthew and all those stories to like understand Jesus and his period on earth and when he was here mm-hmm. and Jesus was Jesus and okay he I was. was like he said that okay cuz period he held it down he said he said I'm not playing about my father he he and neither should he you. held it down and neither should you that's a role model right there you know what I mean and it, it's always a struggle to get through the part of his crucifixion cuz it's just like to me it's like you had Jesus in the flesh and we only know of him. You know what I mean? Like, we read right. about him. I'm like, you had him, and you disrespected mans like that? Like, come on now. Like, he was really prophesying. He was really teaching. He was educating. Like, he was the Messiah, and you're just like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know. I guess um, anybody. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? So reading my Bible, because I was focused on just trying to be, have a closer connection with Jesus, and, like, Jesus lived a Christ-like life. And yeah. none of us can be Jesus because he's perfect and we're not. And but it's like he is an example of how we should live. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he even says in there, like, if somebody deceives you seven times, forgive them 70. Yeah. You know, and that's difficult. We I'm, I'm still is. trying that to this day. Like, if I tell you something three times, that fourth time, I don't want to do that. You <laughs> no, know what I mean? Like, it's <laughs> it's difficult. I don't know if I can wake up to that 70, but we're going to try to. Right. Um, For me, for when I read my Bible, I like to summarize it. So I can remember, because, like, when I write, that's how I remember things. I like to reflect upon it, like, what is Jesus trying to, what did he show his disciples or, you know, whoever he's teaching in that moment, whoever he's helping, Mm -hmm. and then also applying it to my own life. Like, you know, what is Jesus trying to show me that I can do today, right now, just to start? Um, morning, Morning devotions, which you definitely helped me on, because when you told me you're doing yours, I'm like, Kiki on hers. Here is on hers. You need to get up on you yours. You, you know what I mean? Right. Like I never always did that. Like right. I guess I always prayed in the morning. Like I took that time, 10, 15 minutes, however long I thought I need to talk to God. Mm-hmm. But I never really wrote it or, you know, said like this is what I want to get out of the day. Can you, you know, yesterday I wasn't doing so well with like, 
you know, thinking good about people or I was having a lot of negative self-talk can, like, you show me how to do it differently. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I usually just talk to God, but now I'm, like, writing about it and, like, actively trying to apply. So I appreciate you for motivating me to do that more. Yes, no problem. Um, I'm still journaling because I love to journal. and But it's more geared towards God because, like, that's right. my life. That's my life. I love it here. Mm -hmm. It's difficult, but what we was doing before, that was... We was getting beat up. Mm. I love it over here. Right. And then speaking on that, because, like, the journaling me, because I know people have separate prayer journals. I was like, oh, I should do that. But then, like, mm -hmm. at this point, I'm like, why am I separating the two? So, like, now I just have my journal. And it's, it's combined. Because, like, from time to time, I reflect and I read back on the old ones all the way through to now. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know what? At this point, like, this is part of my life. So, like, my, my journals now yes. is like, I be... Thank you, God, for waking me. That, like, Period. that's how I be open it, regardless about what craziness right. I'm going to write. I be, thank you. Period. You know, give my praise, and then, you know, I keep writing, but, And like yeah. you say, it's it's your life. Like, and I, I felt that because, like, I have, the only two separate ones I have is when I'm, like, reading my Bible. Right. But, and then journaling. But, like, I felt that of separating the two, but it's, like, it's not two different lives, though. This it's is my not. life. Like, there's there there might be drama or difficulty in it, you know. Like you have to be honest because whether you write in two different journals, God know what you write and He know right. what's on your heart. So it's just like I I really like that you mentioned that. Um, I have finally. I was so yeah. happy. I have finally found a church home. Period. Finally. Finally, I was it's, so it's happy. It's a search, y'all. It's a search. It is tough. I mean, some people I know, you know, you grew up with one, and you, you know, you just been with that one all the way through. But it, it's a journey. It's, it's, it's so many requirements. It's a lot for me. I'm saying, like, when I'm looking, like, right. there's requirements. It's a checklist. You know, like, I feel like a church shouldn't bash on anybody. And it shouldn't. There's a lot of churches that I went to that did, or they're cultish. I'm yeah, not gonna lie. just say so for what it is. You know, it's like you're not so welcomed or you have to get in by family or something like right. that. And it's already a struggle being in a town where they act like like culture shock. Like they haven't seen like they a black or brown seen person a black person before. in twenty twenty three. It's there's still people there out out there. Like if you're listening, you're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. You come mm -hmm. to Iowa. Yes. There is still people who haven't seen a black person in the flesh up close and in person. Yes. Especially not a successful, beautiful black woman who's independent and know what she's doing. Okay. That's scary. That's actually scary. It's scary when they see us. <laughs> it isn't. For it's real. Jump scary. Scare, for real. And one thing I didn't mention that I have to mention because God did that for our friendship was that summer yeah. before transfer mm -hmm. was the creation of the podcast. It was. And I'm sorry I forgot about that because yeah, I'm just looking back that. at my notes. I can't believe that. Go ahead, go ahead, continue. Uh -uh. Go because ahead, it continue. was just like, like I really, because we have these conversations all the time. Like I, I hope you know, mm -hmm. and I believe that you know. Like you are my best friend. Like, like we're equally yoked, spiritually Gosh, connected, stop. and like, Aww. cause you know, like we kind of started that journey together. Like there's a lot of things we that did. we've been through that we kind of like be like right there, smack. It was definitely in together. aligned. It was like, aligned, yeah. and that and that's like, uh, like blows my mind because it's like. God knew that we needed to support each other. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And just, like, having the creation of the podcast, like, if you haven't known before, we was chilling in my room. Yep. Y'all heard the story last like, episode, but say it again. If you listened, say it you, again. we was chilling in my room. I don't know what we was watching. We were just chilling, you know, trying Anything. to hang out. Like It probably was we Disney. Don't, no, for was real. Was you watching the Cheetah Girls that day or that another day? No, I think it was because I'm thinking of the or dog. Was the, the dog day. got lost or something. I don't know. I think we was watching Cheetah Girls after we... we was it was something. I don't know. We was watching... We was we going love through Disney, Disney Plus. Disney. Anyway, we go ahead. We ain't too grown for Disney. But we 
like for us in our friendship, it's just really about being in each other's presence. We don't have to do much. And that's you just don't. really what it was. We was hanging out. Girl, let me come sit on your bed. We Period. can watch TV. That's we don't all. have to do much. We ain't got to go spend no money. Mm-hmm. Leaving it we if we got it. Like, At all. You know, but it was just like we were just having conversations that we've had before. Mm-hmm. And it was just like that. We know we can't be the only black women going through that. Right. And like when we said we sure we're going to start this, researching everything, it was like, like my heart really blossomed because it was just like the struggles that I was going through before. It was like I could finally talk about it and like receive other feedback, obviously besides your own, right. you know, and, and yours as well. It was like now we can really hear other black women and like showcase their voices and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. just the creation of the podcast, I was just like, finally, because I was like, let's showcase other black women and their struggles, just black students in general as well. And I just really needed that because I was like, I can't be the only one. Like, colleges can't be just this hard on me. No, for real. Like, y'all targeting me? Like, come on. Like, because I can tell you now, I know some people who are living that that movie college experience. Mm. And all due respect, I'm going to say, I just know it, the people I do know is, is not people of color. I'm just be straightforward. No, for you can, if you know somebody else, you have a different opinion, that's valid, too. I'm just speaking on what I know. And our experience is just so different from mm-hmm. what I've seen, what I've heard in real life, not in movies. It's just... It was something to be spoken on. Right. And I'll, and, and I'll go along with what you mentioned. It's like we can't have the same experiences, especially being at a PWI. Yeah. And then because it's also like just because you see other people of color don't mean you're going to get along with them. Because just right. like non-people of color doesn't mean they see other non-people of color and get along with them. Like there might be character like conflictions. I don't know, characteristic conflictions and stuff. Mm-hmm. But to go along with that, also realized I couldn't just have the same experience because I was living a Christ-like life. Right. That's different. That is. what We all know what people say college is like. Don't be going. What they tell you, don't go to the parties. Don't, the don't parties, be drinking don't drink, too much. Don't be smoking too much. Everybody says that. Don't be going out There's with no boys. There's a reason why people say that. You know what they call our campus? What? They call the campus the suitcase campus. Yep. They leave every weekend. People leave every weekend. Every weekend. But... Mm-hmm. I have finally found a church, and I had only gone, like, this is really the last semester, so I had right. only gone, like, a I think times. the last four Sundays, mm-hmm. and that was something I talked to my therapist about, my therapist about and she helped me with that, because I was just like, I know if I find a church home, and I'm around people who love God just like me and are trying to reach them, I can right. feel even more support of, like, getting through that isolation period, you know what I mean? And I really did, you know, I was talking to Pastor Funny, we love him, mm-hmm. um, and then... The only thing that happened after that, I went home for a little bit that semester, which is due to health issues. But even during during that period, I was still focusing on God. I was asking him, like, hey, when we go back, how can I make it through the next year? Mm -hmm. What triggers me and how can I strengthen myself to fight against fleshly urges? Right. Um, What do I need to do differently? I want to take accountability. I can't blame other people for just coming along Mm -hmm. and, you know, like they're tempting me, but they don't know. You know what I mean? Right. What can I do differently? Like, I have to take accountability for myself. Right. And then just going along with that, like, just what overall, what did you learn from your three years of college so far? Mm-hmm. Girl, I know it's a lot, but, like, it's been summarize three. it. That's it's a been, lot. I'm sorry. It's three been is some a lot. Lessons. It's been, yes. two, the first year I already had a million, but, like, no, for real. You said out a of million. all three years, what were, no, like, yeah. the main lessons that you learned? I say the first thing that I learned is, like, I must depend on God mm. and allow him to have control. Yep. He has made me and designed me. He's he's written my whole life and he knows what's best for me. And my biggest struggle is control. I know people think of control. They think of like people who are like 
like we know what we think of control lifetime yeah. movies yes element <laughs> like and it's and it's for me it's not that it's more of what control with god looks like is truly not depending on him truly not trusting in him or having faith in what he has shown or said to you yeah. and that's really what it is because it's like whole entire time i'm trying to do what i gotta do he gonna make sure that fails because he knows what's best he or he gonna let it go through and let me bump my head and learn my lesson he sees what and, we and, see. and what he has still gonna happen mm-hmm. so do you want to go with a bumped head or a smooth one i don't choice is yours that's what I'm saying, like, and that's what I really have to understand, like, he knows what's best for me the whole entire time, and it is difficult because you feel like you know what's best for yourself, right? but at the same time, I really don't. I, I, I don't know my whole life. I did not design me, and mm-hmm. if I'm still discovering me, how do I know what's best for myself? Right. That's crazy. Right. So um, the second one was, like, that I had to change my perspective and how I think, like I uh, mentioned before, I had already stopped using profanity. That was one of my biggest things because I did not. I For me, it was like, yes, because I remember before you mentioned in a podcast or two, like everybody does care about how other people see them. Yeah. So, I mean, there it, there was that weight in it. But I was like thinking of how I see myself. And when I curse, it was just like I felt disgusted. And that's something that I wanted to stop. That's not I did not want that to be a mirror nor a reflection of myself. So although I had stopped profanity, I didn't stop engaging like negative talk, like gossiping or Mm -hmm. like simply not like simply just not saying positive things about where I am or what I'm doing, like the campus transferring. Like I was really thinking negative. If you've listened through the testimony, I was really I wasn't thinking anything positive can come out of this. Like I was thinking God could not possibly make a miracle happen. And he did. And he did. He said he said he said it's going to happen. Watch Watch and you'll see. Mm-hmm. Looking, you'll find. You doubt? Oh, let me show you something. Mm. Looking, you'll find. He did show you some. You know, and it was like I allowed. One thing that I am still struggling with this day is like, um, but I'm better at is like one bad situation happens and I allowed it to cloud my mind, mm-hmm. like really take a hold of my day. And I'm like, that person not thinking about me mm-hmm. or what has happened. They don't. Nobody even thinking about them no more but me. And it's like I have to like basically process through that and figure out I'm still figuring out why that's going on but that's something that right. um that he's definitely shown me that I can't keep allowing other people's behaviors um especially negative or things that they say or do to cloud my own because you were just happy and like it's hard to not let other people rub off on you but like mm-hmm. if you were just happy in a good mood like don't don't do that you know right. what I mean like don't like take down your battery for somebody else um and then I'll say finally I was Trusting God, his timing, and his purpose, period. Right. That really period. goes along with number one as well, allowing him to have control. Because allowing him to have control leads to sh- him showing his purpose. Like, you don't understand right. what I'm doing now, but you will soon. Right. And and it's it's also a thing for me to understand I don't need to know. Like, God, like I said, God don't have to, but he always continues to prove himself. And if he always continues to prove himself right all the time, he goes above and beyond why would he not take me through this and it be above and beyond too? Right. As well. So it's like before Christ, like I experienced many, many storms that I did not persevere through. Rather, I allowed myself to become depressed because it's something I was familiar with. And being familiar with something means you're more comfortable with it. Right. And I was allowing it to happen. I was allowing it to be lazy, unmotivated, like selfish. Um, not taking care of my priorities and responsibilities. And 
it was like I wasn't focusing on God through the storm. Like, if I just keep my eye on him, it's very hard. I'm not going to lie, because if we think of a real storm, mm-hmm. everything just going crazy. But, like, you have to, you got to think about your safety and those around you. And that's really, like, thinking about God, like, right. just focusing on him. And now, like, through the storm, even though I still may struggle, I still, tr- like, I'm starting to trust in God and that this all serves a greater purpose than more than I can understand, more than I can provide for myself. Mm-hmm. So those are, like, the biggest things that I've learned. And I just really, the purpose of my testimony, I like, the biggest thing I want people to learn from this when they hear is, like, when I turned my life over to God, I was finally able to understand what the, this cycle, and this cycle specifically being depression, was and why it was happening. And I know, like, I've mentioned before that great amounts of, like, pressure of just like responsibility or things that are out of my control like triggers me to just like let go and like not handle it. Mm-hmm. And you can't ignore your responsibility because they're going to be there. Like, it, you know, and then it's like God's working hard on me. So I, I just have to work harder because we look at Jesus's life. He went through it. He did. And I'm not trying to discredit myself, but that ain't nothing. Mm-hmm. What I'm going through it. And his life served a greater purpose of what he did of his of his sacrifice mm-hmm. for us. You know I what I mean? I feel like that's just what really keeps me humble because, mm-hmm. like, my problems are so small, and that's, like, why it's so good to just have Jesus as a role model because, yes. like, I can, if he can do it, like, obviously I know I know I'm not him, not at all, but it's, like, I just know there's a better, there's ways out. Like, my situation don't have to be as big as yes. they, I make them, and like you said, just letting go of that control and just trusting God. Like, mm-hmm. obviously we're going to have to keep doing it. Uh, he's going to keep proving himself time after time because, you know, Period. we're still human. But yeah, definitely that. No, literally, and it was, and um, I just love that because it's just like God. Jesus has been through so much, and like, yes, I'm going through so much. Like I said, I don't don't ever discredit yourself. Right. But what he has been through led to a greater purpose for all of us, and like our purpose can inspire and help other people as well. So like right. when I think of like Jesus's life motivates me because like if I stop. I can also be stopping being a part of a blessing for somebody else or being motivation or helping somebody else. Um, And just to go along with that, I just like I just want you to ask yourself because it was a struggle for me to be honest with myself. Like what cycles are you stuck in that like completely are taking over your life? Like depression. Mm -hmm. I, I unfortunately introduced mental health to my family. Yeah. Um, and I come from a black family, and in the black community, it is a thing of, like, mental health, you you know, it's quote-unquote, you ain't crazy, you know what I mean, yeah. stuff like that. And for my family, just a little bit different because the relationship that I have with my siblings now wasn't always that. And um, my mother, the, the first, like, I would say one of the biggest things that she ever did for us as her children was put us in therapy. Um, and there's certain reasons for that. Not saying me and my siblings didn't like each other thing, but we had difficulty difficulty with each other due to other family members so it was helping us like loosen our guard and try to get to know each other Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and become siblings so having that introduction to like mental health and therapy was the reason why I wasn't scared to like go to therapy in college yeah or like I wasn't afraid of what they could possibly say about me which is why I never shied away from like okay I don't like having depression I don't like that being diagnosed with it but it's like something I have to live with and like with God, like like transitioning my life and just giving it to Him, realize I don't have to live with depression. Right. I don't have to let that be a cycle that controls me and takes me away from God. 
it's a sin because it takes me away from him. It doesn't pull me closer to him. And it was a struggle that I was really dealing with for a long time. And I'm not going to lie, I still do when things, like, get too much for me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Sorry, when they get, like, too much for me. But I have to remember, like, how far God has taken me. And he didn't have to do that. He could have left me right there. He didn't. And <clears throat> God always, he always, like, if I got you to do this, why would I leave you here? He has mm-hmm. never, like, opened a door for you and just left you there. Right. Like, he going to show you how to walk through, even though you already know probably how to walk through. You just scared you or you need some help. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So and the thing what, is, he's going to walk through with you as yes. well. Like when you're going through these storms, it's not like he just threw you in there and he's like, you know, trust me. But like he's holding your hand as you're walking through that. Yes. Storm. He is the light in the storm. And that's why I said like before him, I know I was focusing on everything. Like a storm is crazy. You mm-hmm. focus on grow the house flying, cars up in the air. No, for real. The cows, on the farms. I was about to say the cows. <laughs> you're focusing on everything else. But now with Christ, it's, it's still difficult. Because <clears throat> you try, like, every now and then you look away, but at the same time, it's like, I know God is there and I can look back. Right. And I can apologize for looking away and I can get, like, better at it. Like, the more I look at him, the more the storm passes by faster. Right. Because I'm not so focused on other distractions. Mm-hmm. So I really just want you <clears throat> to ask yourself, what cycles have you been placed in that are taking you away from the greatness that God has for you and, like, where he's trying to take you? And, like, Believe me, God will never, ever place you in a cycle like of sin, a cycle of distraction or to harm or hurt you. Like he wants you to he wants you to repent Mm -hmm. and learn from it. And he wants you to get to what he has planned for you. God will never cause you confusion or any feel any ill feelings. I mean, you are his child. So he wants greatness for you. And that's something that I'm still discovering even when. I'm not being so kind to myself or speaking good things over myself. Like, mm-hmm. he still wants greatness for me. So. <clears throat> you you need a water break, like, girl. Just drink some water. You've been talking. You've been holding it no, down. No, like, really. It's just like, like. No, but, like, with all that being said, like, I really hope this reaches the people it needs. And I know it will because God, God going to God every time. He going to do yeah, his job. That's um, our quote for this season. God going God. God going God. <laughs> God going God. God going <laughs> like, God. He going to do now. it every time. And, like, let him do it, like. It's like, before I say what I have to say last, like, letting God just, God, you know how much weight you take off of yourself. Like, it's hard to stay in control. It's hard to, like, just try to be independent and strong all the time. Like, there's strength and vulnerability. God can mm-hmm. use your weaknesses to strengthen you and help other people. Jesus had to be vulnerable to carry that cross and be crucified. Yeah. Like, that's that's vulnerability in that. Yes, he had to be strong to carry it, but this vulnerability and there's in that and knowing he he envisioned it so many times and told his disciples you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. there's a vulnerability in that happening and crying out for your father he's going to be there every time and he has proven that even before i turn my life over to him i'm wondering why i made it so far to even surrender it's because he got me to that moment to do so and take me even further so this scripture like is really leading my life right now and it's gotten me through especially experiencing the cycles of depression Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. And I just really hope that reaches the people it needs to. And I hope you understand that God only wants greatness for you. It says a future and a hope. And he says that it's not for welfare. It's not for evil. He will never hurt you. Mm-hmm. So I just... I appreciate you guys for listening throughout yes, the testimony. Was, it was long. It was very powerful. You know, though, so thank you. We really do appreciate it. I really appreciate it. that. And 
Um, I appreciate us just having this platform for, like you said, it took us a minute to get here. We couldn't just share this season one. Because most of the stuff I wouldn't even, we both wouldn't even be able to say mm -hmm. out loud. Exactly. We couldn't. We wouldn't even tell God about it. Like, no. we're in denial about it, so. In denial or ashamed or, like, like mm -hmm. we've talked about it before. When you say things out loud, it makes it real. It makes it you real. You know what I mean? It puts, like, okay, we can stamp that this situation really ha happened. This really happened, So, yeah. I just, I'm happy that we have this, like, platform, not only for others, but for ourselves. You know what I mean? To still mm -hmm. be vulnerable within our friendship. Yeah. And I really do appreciate you for supporting me and listening. Because there's times where you just do stuff. I'm like, how do Kiki know? How she know? She's just like right on time. Like God just like yep. got in. Like I'm like I'm like I don't know. Like even just the simple text messages. I'm like, how like does she checking know? on Moni for I be, okay. <laughs> God, he he be using us for each other. No, for at this real. Point. I'm like I'm like, and I always send a time like, hey, you know, and we hold each other accountable because I sometimes say, hey, I know I haven't reached out in a while. I've been busy, but we never like punish each other for mm, it because we understand like we both going like life be lifing. So, well, yeah, thank you for this test one. You know, it's very powerful, and I hope of it course. really reaches. Well, I don't hope. I know it's going to reach somebody because, you know, God placed this in our heart to share these testimonies. Yes. But, you know, we're going to go ahead and conclude today's episode. Mm -hmm. So that concludes today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate all the love. We post bi-weekly on Mondays and bi-weekly on Thursdays on our YouTube channel. You can reach us on our website, blackgirlincollege.com, and on our Instagram, blackgirlincollegepodcast, to give us some feedback. And also to see what we are working on. So we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.